Welcome back to Spooked in Houston. This is Ryan. This is Cheyenne. And tonight, I don't know what we're going to talk about, really. Uh, <laughs> we discussed this, Ryan. Jesus. <laughs> it's been a very long night. Yes, it has. Um, I was going to do a basement slash cryptid story. Part two that y'all have been waiting on on my Chupacabra story has finally arrived. <laughs> and also I was going to marry that one. Since a lot of mine are so short, I've decided to kind of marry some of the really, really short ones together to actually get a five minute one. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because I'm doing Abandoned Factory. Right, right, right. Oh, Lord. All right. You may start. All right, so I'm going to start off my first one um, with the ghost in my dad's basement. So I took it upon myself, being the weird person that I am, to clean out my entire dad's basement. Like, the entire thing, top to bottom. And I um, was going along, and I was organizing his tools, and wiping down the counters, and sweeping, and that sort of thing. Well, I go to the top shelf and I pull down this, it's like a prank money shredder thing where you push the button and it looks like it's shredding a $20 bill. Now, my dad is basically the equivalent of Mr. Krabs. He holds onto his money. He will count his money seven times before he gives it to the waitress. He will lay his hand over the top of it and make sure nobody swipes it. Like, he's very protective of his money, which I respect. You know, I wouldn't want somebody to just walk off with my money without me knowing it. So, I was looking at it. And I noticed that the battery was leaking or whatever. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to figure it out. All of a sudden I got the feeling I was not alone. And it was a strong feeling. Like, I felt like even though I was the only one in the basement, there was probably 30 other people staring at me. And they wanted me out of there. So I just put it back upon the shelf. Were they having a party down there or something? I don't know. The entire time I was down there, I had been working on this for like a week. And I had my music playing, and I was just down there by myself, and my parents were upstairs doing their thing. I had never felt this feeling before. It wasn't until I hopped on top of that top shelf and grabbed down that prank Father's Day gift that we gave him, like, several years before. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Tried to play with it a little bit, see if it still worked. Noticed the battery was leaking really bad. And so I was just kind of fiddling with it or whatever. And then it was like, snap, just that quickly. I was like, I'm not alone. There's somebody here. And I felt like they were just right outside the, the doorway of his little shop area. So I got down off the counter and I looked around and I promptly just like stuck it on the top shelf and left the basement and I have not gone down there since. Hmm. Like it was so terrifying. I felt like whatever came through there wanted me out of there right then and there. And my dad actually kind of got sort of upset with me. He's like, you just left my basement in a shamble. Like I have to put everything back now. Everything's all messed up. Uh, and I, again, regarding my parents, I cannot describe these things to them because they're just going to take it with a grain of salt. I couldn't sit there and say, well, I was playing with one of your little things. We got your for Father's Day. Felt like I wasn't alone. And then I decided to boot scoot boogie. You know, he wouldn't have, he would have been like, well, you were alone and I don't know what you're talking about. But thanks for leaving my basement in shambles. So I felt kind of bad and I never really finished the project that I worked on. I wanted to do it for him for like his birthday this was probably like fall time. His birthday's on Christmas, so um, I was trying to do something nice for him and surprise him. And yeah, it, to this day, it never, ever, mm. I never finished that. Um, the second little story that I'm going to do is the second encounter with the Chupacabra. I don't know if y'all remember the very first episode we did. My encounter with the Chupacabra at my parents' house when I was outside on the swing and it jumped on the fence and blah, blah, blah. 
Well, I thought that was the last time I was ever going to see this creature. It was not. Um, it was actually, I was, I don't know, probably 19, 20, something like that. And I was across the street where this thing had run into the trees at. And I was looking for shark's teeth. That's a prime hot spot for me to find actual real shark's teeth. Um, this place used to be, you know, an ocean back millions of years ago. This whole area was underwater if you look at the maps from way back when. So there's shark's teeth out there and I was talking to my ex or whatever and all of a sudden he just hears me scream. And then I'm just running as hard as I can because there's like this area where there's like a lot of sand and that's where you find the teeth at and then it's just ivy like that three-leafed ivy that you see growing on like telephone poles and stuff so kudzu yeah kudzu ivy yeah same uh kind of the same species genre whatever you want to call it, it wasn't exactly kudzu it was some form of ivy that grows everywhere mm. and uh there's like a log and it's like going over the log and all I saw was those piercing eyes and the spikes mm. and I knew what it was the second that I laid my eyes on it, I heard like a rustling and I looked over and then I just screamed and booked it and I did not stop until I got in my room I ran across the street I ran into the house I ran into my bedroom I locked the door and the entire time he's sitting there freaking out going Cheyenne what is the matter with you talk to me are you okay are you getting murdered like he thought I was being chased by somebody because mm -hmm. I was so hysterical and it took me a minute to calm down and I was like do you remember when I was little and I told you about that encounter that I had with that creature he's like yeah you were like a little kid I was like well I don't know if it's the same one or if it's a different one but I saw it again he's like how far away was it from you I said about three feet He's like, oh my God, what, what triggered it? I said, I was just talking to you, looking for shark's teeth. He's like, yeah, I remember you were telling me that you had just found a nice tiger shark's tooth. I was like, yeah, I don't know where the fuck it is now. Oh. <laughs> I dropped it. I hauled ass and ran. <laughs> Screw the teeth. I'm getting out of here. You were more worried about a different set of teeth at that I point. I was. I didn't see the teeth. I just saw it from like here, from like where its nose should have been up. It didn't have a nose. There's just the eyes and the spikes that was all I saw and just that pale white translucent slimy looking skin mm -hmm. I mean it's I'll never forget that it mm -hmm. scared the daylights out of me and I never really and this wasn't even in dark evening time like it was beforehand mm -hmm. this was in the middle of the freaking like four o'clock in the afternoon middle of the day it was like spring summertime yeah it was hot i was in blue shorts a white tank top and my hair was in a ponytail and i was wearing white tennis shoes that's I probably where what it I was, was laying low at and then it heard you coming up on it so it... i mean i was making plenty of noise i mean i was talking to him on the phone from the time i walked out of my house all the way up until i got over there and i usually started at the ditch and then like moved my way over to where the trees were mm -hmm. and then i was going to go kind of behind the house and then down into my shark tooth ditch mm -hmm. that was where i usually wind up going by that point it starts getting five six o'clock in the afternoon and then i go home yeah i was just gonna make a little two three hour trip out of it and it turned out to be the quickest 20 minute trip i'd ever had in my life and <laughs> i got the heck out of dodge and I couldn't tell my parents. I came running right by my parents, and my mom's like, what's the matter? I have to pee. Like, I, what do you say? You know, <laughs> I just saw a chupacabra in the ditch, and I wanted to run for my life so it didn't eat me. Yeah, they don't believe in ghosts. They're not going to believe in a cryptid. So I didn't take any chances. 
but that was my my second little tidbit with the creature and I don't go over there alone anymore um, if I do go over there I stay near the ditch mm -hmm. um, I don't go by the trees at all I make sure that where I see it's wide open I don't go alone at all I go with my sister or somebody but yeah that was my little eight minute and 20 second encounters <laughs> <laughs> okay um well, I, the, the abandoned factory one is just this random old, I guess it was like a steel mill at one point in time. It, it was definitely some kind of industrial complex that built things. And it was up in Pennsylvania. Uh, it was probably like maybe, yeah, it's probably like maybe 40, 50 minutes from Pittsburgh, oh, okay. south of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, um... We were, I was with a different group of uh, people at this time, so it wasn't our, it wasn't my normal um, paranormal group. I was with a um, an ex at the time, and she was visiting family up in uh, Pennsylvania, and they, they were like, you want to go to the abandoned factory? And I was like, sure, why not? What the hell? We'll go check it out. And so we get out there, and... They said it was supposedly haunted. They didn't believe it was haunted because they've not seen... They've been out there many times before and they've never seen anything. So they were just kind of very skeptical about it. And I said, all right, well, I happen to have a couple old camcorders. So, um, so I pulled those out and I gave... And there was four of us, so I gave each one of us... Um, a camcorder and I gave each one an audio recorder and I was like all right so we're gonna hit we're gonna roll we'll start rolling on these and then we're gonna record as we go so that way if whether we see something or you don't uh, or if you see something on the camera but you don't see it with your actual eyes we'll be able to at least have a document of it mm -hmm. and if for whatever reason we get separated here's these and i had walkie talkies they were like the little paw patrol walkie talkies Aww. that you can buy at walmart <laughs> um those were actually supposed to be a gift for um my ex's uh cousin like a very younger cousin those okay. was trying to win some favor that way um <laughs> but anyhow uh we were walking around and these Paw Patrol radios aren't worth damn near anything in this place. So, like, you can get a small signal, but it's, like, really horrible. Like 10 feet. <laughs> and we couldn't get anything out of it. And then, so I tell, um, so I turn mine down and then we're sitting there wandering around and we hear a loud bang like something fall over mm -hmm. and so we point our cameras over at to, uh over to it and trying to shine flashlights over and then out of nowhere the radio just like sparks up really loud and it sounds like garble and uh, it's sort of like white noise but it's not quite mm -hmm. um it's, it sounds like somebody trying to come through so i am messing with the frequency trying to see if maybe i can hone in on it and then we hear 
her two family members come over the radio screaming their heads off. Oh, God. And we were like, what the fuck? So we're trying to get, like, we're trying to call out to them and say, hey, what's going on? What's going on? And then we go, okay, we need to go find them, see what, see yeah. what's up. And so we take off and we find them and there's nothing going on. That wasn't them coming through the radio. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was interesting uh, <laughs> to say the least and you could kind of get to like the upper level like there was like this catwalk around the main um the main area where you could, where all the equipment was mm-hmm. there was this catwalk you could kind of get to it the it, stairs were in a really bad condition and we were stupid and we decided to go up it anyway <laughs> um so we go up it and all four of us are up on this thing and we not even one of us should have jumped on this thing. Um, it was literally coming off the wall. And all of a sudden, we just get this feeling that there's somebody up there with us. And then we hear footsteps on the catwalk. Oh, God. Coming towards us. So we all turn and we have like all uh, like uh, myself and my ex. We're both pointing our cameras at the same direction of the um, footsteps. And then it literally sounds like it comes rushing at us. Like, full-on oh, no. sprint. Nope. And we were looking back at the... Uh, and she started screaming, and I didn't understand why until uh, we looked back at the footage on her cam- on her camcorder. She actually caught a shadow figure charging us oh, no. on the camera. No, and no, then no, she no, just no. happened to look down when it started, like, picking up speed. She happened to look down and see it pop up on the camera. Oh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then we did a quick little, uh, and then after we got down from up there, we were like, okay, so clearly there's something here. Yeah. And it's probably some factory workers that are pissed off that they got killed um, by the bad safety conditions or something. And so I pulled out um, my recorder, which was still running, and I go ahead and start asking questions. And doing a regular EVP session, and um, and uh, I got all of them to ask a couple questions. And when I went back to review the audio right then and there, um, the only one of us that was getting responses was her female cousin. Oh wow! Only one, and it was a deep guttural male voice that was responding. Oh wow! And the uh one of the questions that real like one of the responses that we got that really creeped us out was when she asked do you want us to leave and the response was you know the others yes oh wow yeah so it was like uh-uh. very clear that uh that particular spirit was after her um we didn't think it was malicious but it's possible that he may have, like, she may have reminded him of somebody. Yeah. Um, made him mad. And not so much made him mad, but made him go, I want to keep you here. You, like, you remind me of somebody that oh, I, yeah, that I used to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, could have been a daughter, family, a female family member of some kind. Right. Um, but it was different. Dang. Um, and the, those two had their eyes opened as far as like being more open to spirits and that so last i heard 
from them was when they were asking if I was still ghost hunting like a couple of years ago and I told them that I hadn't done anything recently as far as actively hunting ghosts but that doesn't stop them from coming to me yeah um they pick so, and choose who they want to communicate with especially if you're open yeah like I've recently learned that I've as I've gotten older I possess some of the same qualities that my great-grandmother used mm -hmm. to possess she used to be able to speak openly with spirits yeah she was a sensitive and she's passed it down to me and two of my sisters Shauna and Anna um, Anna doesn't use her abilities like me and Shauna do simply because we try to keep in contact with the spirits that we do come in contact with most of them are good mm -hmm. and we're teaching one another she's teaching me more so than I'm teaching her about how to close yourself off in bad instances open yourself up to good ones try to help them this that and the other so I feel yeah. blessed I get it from my great-grandma who I absolutely adore so yeah it's cool and then I was like and, and back to the factory um I was like do you guys want to try and do a seance here and see if maybe we can get something Mm -hmm. Um, and the moment I asked, get some, um, the moment I finished my sentence, we heard this loud crash, followed by a very audible male voice yell, no! Oh, shit. And we were like, nope, that's our cue to leave. <laughs> Bye, guys! <laughs> so we, we got out of there, and that was my, I think that's the only time I was actually ever at that factory, but it was pretty cool. Um, going to look at it, and it's possible that it's been demolished by now. Probably. Uh, so, but it's also possible that what we heard at the end there wasn't so much a spirit, but it's possible that a homeless person happened to do that oh, and yeah. just happened just to see us and was like, no, you guys need to leave, basically. Yeah. Um, so it could have been anything. Um, but definitely scared the hell out of us, regardless of what it was. Yeah. Um, and so... I thought about doing another live EVP session tonight, but I'm not sure if we want to do that because I do have a planchette in the car. Yeah. And as I cool as that would to, be, but um, yeah, that's. A, I mean, if anything, we can ask like a couple questions and then just leave it at that. Yeah, that would work. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. You said the car has been cleansed, so I trust you. No, no, the planchette's been cleansed. The car oh. has not been cleansed. Oh, well, that's reassuring. <laughs> so you still have 911 on speed dial on your car, right? God, I hope so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so. Are there any spirits with us tonight? Could you give us a sign of your presence? How many spirits are with us? What's your name? Are you human? Do you want to harm either of us? Are you in the back seat of my car? If you are in the back seat of my car, touch one of our phones.
just, I just got kind of chills. Are you related to one of us? If you are, can you tap on the person's phone that it is? Do you want us to stop asking questions? Are you afraid of us? Is there a reason you're being a coward? Come on, show yourself. That's a bunch of bunch of cowards if I've ever seen any. Come on now. Show me what you got. Oh, ow. Okay. What happened? <laughs> I felt like somebody just smacked the shit out of my neck. Oh. Oh. Ow. Okay. Thank you for that. They were telling you to shut up. Oh, very much so. <laughs> um. Well, I got a response. <laughs> you got a response. Maybe we caught something on the recorder. I hope so, because that shit hurt. <laughs> I think it was male or female. I, it could have been demon. Um, That's nice. I mean, it's a planned chat. What do you expect? Well, <laughs> I claim no which, negative energy. Which, where did it go? What do you mean, where did it go? You mean you lost it? It's not surprising with this car. Oh, <laughs> Mom, Dad, I love you. <laughs> my wolf collection goes to my son, Javison, and all my beads go to my daughter. <laughs> okay. Um, well, if you were here with us tonight, and that was you that smacked the living hell out of my head, <laughs> um, I appreciate that, and I apologize for provoking you, but I needed to get some kind of response. Um, although, that could have been better handled um said something yeah or made a knocking noise or something or kicked the seat they probably did and we just couldn't hear it mm. all right then so if you guys heard anything from the last few episodes or if you um want to tell us your stories please email us at spooked and houston podcast at gmail.com all righty and we'll see y'all next week keep it spooky y'all bye